0: Ah and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, takes by fans is live daily at noon eastern at twitch.tv slash takes by fans. So if you want to watch live, you can go to Twitch. If you want to watch but not live, you can check out our YouTube channel at takes by fans. We upload our uh all of our shows daily. Um and then if you just want to listen and not watch, we are on podcasting apps, we are on Spotify, that's the big one right now. We are on Anchor and we we are still, once again, waiting approval for Apple Music. They take their times over there, but hey, no rush, Apple. Whenever you get around to us, we appreciate the decision anyway. Um, all right, today is uh, Friday after Thanksgiving. What a what a good holiday. Hopefully, hopefully you all had a good one. Um, good games, kind of. I mean, they kind of got you know away. They kind of were starting to get blowouts, you know, late in the third, fourth quarter. But the first halves of all those games were very good. We had some good, exciting plays. Deshaun Watson going, throwing four touchdowns, no picks. That was a treat in itself. Um, Cowboys being absolute trash. I mean, Mike McCarthy, he needs to go, folks. That man needs to be fired. I mean, he, he, he fooled me for one week, folks. He got me. The man got me. Mike McCarthy, we were buying into him a little bit because they won their game off the bye. But then they put up this performance on Thanksgiving Day at home in a division game. Oh, my God. Questionable, questionable play calling. We'll get into that when we talk about the game. So today on the show, we are going to be breaking down the Thursday Thanksgiving games. Only two of them, not three, because Steelers-Ravens. We will talk about that in a second, but So we'll talk about the Thursdays games, and then we we also guess and react to the lines today. Usually on Fridays we guess the lines because on Thursdays we guess or we um we pick our on Fridays we usually uh, make our picks on Thursday we usually guess and react to the lines, but we had to move that to today because of Thanksgiving yesterday. So we will guess and react to all the Week 12 lines today, and then we will make our official picks tomorrow on the show. So that's our new tentative schedule just for this week, and we we will uh, return back to our form to next week uh, but before we get into all that there are a couple of stories we need to get into a lot of COVID going around folks we had that whole Ravens thing we've got more information on that but uh wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals Larry Fitzgerald has tested positive for COVID-19 so he is going to be out against the Patriots this week truly unfortunate for Larry Fitzgerald He's not a huge piece in this uh, Arizona offense. He's usually the number two wide receiver, obviously, to DeAndre Hopkins. So this is definitely going to be you know, a little bit of a hit for the Cardinals, not too much of a hit. He's not the fastest. He, he, is, he does have great hands, but they don't usually go to him on the deep balls. He's usually more of a crossing route guy, comeback route guy. So they got DeAndre Hopkins for the deep ball still. Really, anybody can play that nice slant comeback route. So it is going to be unfortunate for Larry Fitzgerald. We wish this man the luck but he is not going to be playing Sunday. Alrighty, then the big one. I'm sure you all have heard of this. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson has tested positive, and this COVID is running rampant in Baltimore. I think they're trying to uh, contract trace it back to the strength and conditioning coach who wasn't following protocol. So, I mean... Possible possible uh, fine or punishment for that man, but uh, because I mean you're endangering Lamar Jackson. I mean the NFL is going to be cracking down hard on this Ravens organization. I mean we kind of saw what happened with the Titans earlier this season. Um, I believe they got into a little bit of trouble. I can't remember their exact punishment, but it may have it may have involved losing draft picks, which is never good. Um, so <clears throat> Lamar Jackson has it. A ton of other players on this Baltimore Ravens team has it. That's why it was canceled on Thursday. Um, we're waiting for. More results today. Um, to see if this game is actually going to be played on Sunday, which it's looking like it's probably not going to be played. Um, I know the NFL says that hey, as long as there's not like a current outbreak, we're not gonna you know postpone games or uh, reschedule games or forfeit games because only one player is not going to be playing. But this Ravens team has a lot of players playing. The outbreak is currently ongoing still, so we have to get more information today. If tests start coming back negative today, then maybe the game can be played Sunday but if we still get a positive test coming back today it's not looking good because then they have to go Saturday without definitely one and then maybe wait till Sunday morning to get, see if they get it back and to make sure that there is currently no more positive players that the outbreak has stopped spreading so Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson he is going to be out um, a ton of their offensive pieces we know their two running backs Mark, uh, yeah, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins are out so it's really not looking good for this Ravens team. And then, so just on top of that, John Harbaugh said that they are not even letting any players into their training facility until Monday. They play on Sunday. Yeah, they're not home, but you're telling me that they're not even going to be practicing until like uh, before the game? Like that, That's going to be crazy. So the Steelers are going to win hands down by a lot if the game gets played. If it doesn't get played, that's going to be unfortunate for the Ravens. And the Steelers kind of once again get kind of, you know, stiffed by this, you know, COVID. Uh, they had to forfeit their bye because of the Tennessee outbreak. Now they had to th- uh, forfeit their um, Thanksgiving Day because the Ravens have an outbreak. So, truly unfortunate for the Steelers. Um, luckily, they're still 10-0, and so it's not like we need these games to try, you know, make a playoff push. They're pretty much wrapped up a playoff seed anyway. But, uh, you know, you still want to, you know, go out and play an entire 16 games and be 16-0. I mean, if they're only 15-0 and and then they go and win the Super Bowl, I mean... It's a perfect season, but it's not, you know, the perfect season, which you actually want it to be. So, definitely sucks for the Steelers that Ravens can't keep this under control. We really don't know if this game's going to be played. I'm assuming it's not going to be played. Truly unfortunate. Uh, when we react to the lines, we'll see if you can even bet it. I know they took it off for Thanksgiving. I don't know if they put it back on that you can bet it now, but um, it's not looking good for this game. Um, All right, Broncos, they had to cancel practice today because of a COVID 19 test. Once again, we don't know who the player Drew Locke, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon, somebody we don't even care about, number 52 on the roster. We don't know. Uh, But uh, the Broncos are canceling practice. All right, more COVID news. DeForest Buckner, um, defensive end for the uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts. He tested positive, and he is going to be out for Sunday's game against the Titans. We have a lot of players here catching the COVID this week. This is not that good. Um, All right, well, now all the COVID news is out of the way, so that's good. Um, Sam Darnold, he's going to be the starter for the Jets this week. No more Joe Flacco. And we get this kind of quote from... um, Adam Gase, he says now that Sam Darnold is going to be playing, that his three dudes um, at receiver are all expected to play. So Adam Gase is like, um, this is a chance for everyone to, quote, see what maybe it could have been. Oh, so, okay, so now they get all their good pieces back, and now the Jets are going to be like a 16-0 team because, you know, as Sam Darnold is back, and Adam Gase is like, man, you know, I can coach, but only I can coach, you know, good players. I can't coach bad players. Uh, You know, that's just, you know, I'm sorry, I'm Adam Gase. I can't coach bad players. He's saying that all these players were bad, and now that he has all of his, uh, his guys together and the three dudes at wide receiver, they're all good to go. Adam Gase is like, hang on, we got a chance to win this game. So hey Adam Gase is feeling confident this week. He's got all of his players So this should be a very well coached high-scoring game for the Jets expect the Jets to put up 45 points According to Adam Gase. He's got everybody This is what the season could have been for the Jets if everybody was healthy So watch out for the Jets this week folks uh, Adam Gase. He's got some he, he's finally got his team, right? This is what he's been waiting all season for but injuries and bliss and that and you know out and inactives and but he's finally got Everything good. So expect Adam 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 Gates to really call a flawless, turnover-free, 45-plus point game where they shut out the Dolphins defensively. They score offensively on every single drive. There's no three and outs. Sam Darnold's going to look great. He's going to throw for four touchdowns, 400 yards, no picks because Adam Gates finally has it, folks. Adam Gates finally has it. This man's coming off the trash list this week. Big things are coming from Adam Gates and this Jets team now that everybody is good to go. He's got his full roster. Watch out for the Jets, folks. They're going to make a playoff push. Watch out. This is truly frightening. Jets are jets are back. The 0-10 Jets are back, folks. Watch out. Alrighty, And then finally, Matt rule says that he expects Teddy Bridgewater to play. That's kind of what we saw, but Christian McCaffrey is not going to be good to go this week. Unfortunate. Um, you know, they've been doing fine without Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, definitely, you know, puts them over the edge to make them kind of, um, you know, very more competitive in games. And probably, you know, we saw what they did against the chiefs when, you know, Christian McCaffrey played, they lost by three and put up like 30. It was like 30 plus points, like 32. I want to say. So, uh, you know definitely sucks for Christian McCaffrey not being out but they do get Teddy Bridgewater back and this offense has been pretty good you know with you know Teddy Bridgewater and just his uh receivers Mike Davis is doing a great job as the backup here obviously not as effective as Christian McCaffrey because he really he's not a great catcher out of the uh, out of the backfield like Christian McCaffrey is but still a decent you know running back you know who can just step in for you know however many games he needs to so Christian McCaffrey out And Teddy Teddy Bridgewater in. Um, All right, that's all the stories that I just wanted to cover today. Before we get into um, the games from yesterday, so two games yesterday, Thanksgiving kind of blowouts in the second half, in the fourth quarter when the games really started to get away for the home teams. How unfortunate for them. (laughs) Um, So both road teams win it. Kind of crazy. Uh, so we'll start here with Texans and Lions, and Texans went 41 to 25. We're going to start with Deshaun Watson because this man was airing out, and this is what we know of the Texans. This is why we liked the Texans minus three because Deshaun Watson, this offense is good. This is not a three and seven offense, folks. It's just unfortunate. They had a tough schedule to begin. I mean, they had Ravens and uh, Chiefs and a lot more tougher opponents that I can't remember right off the rip, but they had a real tough schedule. Um, this was their probably easiest game on their schedule all season. The Lions at home on Thanksgiving. So Deshaun Watson does what he does. Only 17 of 20 time, 17 of 25 for 318 yards. That's uh, that's not Dink and Dunk. That is the opposite of Dink and Dunk, folks. This man was slinging it, airing it out over and over and over and over and over again to have 17 completions for 318 yards. It is truly spectacular. And this man balled out four touchdowns, no picks to go along with it. That's this is exactly what we know of Deshaun Watson. It was great to watch him on primetime TV, you know, a, you know, dueling with, you know, kind of one of the best, you know, you know, compare, comparable stats to Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray. So, you know, it's great to see Deshaun Watson back into that kind of category of great dual threat quarterbacks. Great to see it. So this man had an absolutely flawless game, put up 41 points, basically all on his own and going to his actual wide receivers. Let's break these down now. Will Fuller, leading receiver for the Texans. Once again, this is why we like them. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills didn't play, and their other wide receiver didn't play as well, but they still have two other great number one wide receivers, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, and they got it done. So this is why we like the Texans offense, folks. This is why we kind of ignore the record when we look at them, when we bet them, when we talk them, because this offense is top-notch when it's playing at its peak, and it definitely was last night. So Will Fuller, leading receiver for the Texans, Six receptions for 171 yards, two touchdowns as well. Brandon Cooks, five receptions for 85 yards, no touchdowns. But hey, Will Fuller was getting all those. So very well done there. Um, we had Duke Johnson uh, running back. He was the third light, third leading wide receiver. Three receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. And then CJ Proseis, another running back. He ended up catching a pass for only uh, two yards and the touchdown. So well done to him. Uh, the running game didn't really need to be effective, and it wasn't too effective. It was decent. It wasn't, you know, it was kind of an average running game. And they, uh, they had nine carries for Duke Johnson, who carried it for 37 yards. That's about four yards a carry. Just once again, a, a decent running game. That's something that they consistently stuck with, as you see with the only uh, nine carries for the man. Deshaun Watson ran it eight times for only 24 yards. That's kind of Deshaun Watson. He's not like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, who, you know, are, is kind of looking to run maybe a little first or it's. kind of like 50 it's like 49% run and 51% pass where you know Deshaun Watson is kind of like 70 it's probably like 80% pass and 20% run because you know I'm just gonna he does what Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes do I'm just gonna use my legs to maybe pick up the first down if I can I'm really not gonna you know die forward or fight for extra yards I'm gonna get what I get and live for the next down so that's kind of what we know of Deshaun Watson and he did it here kind of uh, fantastic Uh, C.J. Procise, 5 carries, 12 yards. Once again, nothing great. Just that that passing game from the Texans was absolutely beautiful. All game long, the Lions had no answer for it. And we know they had no um, answer offensively because they were missing so many key key pieces offensively. Kenny Galladay, Danny Amendola, and their rookie running back, um, DeAndre Swift, But they had Adrian Peterson, who did very well in the first half because they were running the ball a lot. He had two touchdowns, 15 carries for 55 yards. That's a decent running game and two touchdowns. Uh, But then the game started to get away from them, so they kind of had to abandon the run game. And this past game literally had nobody. Their leading receiver was TJ Hawkinson, and I believe this is their tight end. This is their tight end. Look at that. So their leading receiver was a tight end for five receptions for 89 yards. Their second leading receiver was a running back, Kenyon Johnson, four receptions for 52 yards. And then their third leading receiver is an actual wide receiver, I believe, Marvin Jones. Yes, he's an actual wide receiver. So an actual wide receiver is their third leading receiver, six receptions for for 48 yards. He did have 12 targets, though, but, I mean, he only caught half of his targets. Not great. There either. Um, Let's talk about Matthew Stafford now. 28 of 42, 295 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Let's see where this pick came and what the Texans did with this. Well, they cashed in a pick six. Look at that. Look at that. Pick six um, by J.J. Watt. They try to set up the screen. J.J. Watt drops back, intercepts it, runs it back to the house, and that really ignited the this kind of offense and the team of the Texans because <clears throat> they were down seven nothing, and the Lions were looking to score on that drive. I mean, they got the ball back, they forced a four and out by uh, Houston, and now they're like, hang out, we can go a fourteen nothing at home. But then he throws the interception, and then they fumble the ball. Who fumbled the ball here? Look at this. Jay Williams fumbles, unfortunate. Um, he fumbles and then the Texans once again score off of that and now it's 13 to 7 They're feeling good their defense is like hang on We can enforce turnovers on the squad and then our offense is gonna you know cash in with touchdowns. Absolutely So they're playing good a um, couple more fumbles. I mean look at all these turnovers We have an interception fumble 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 Four turnovers all pretty much in the first quarter I mean this last fumble this third fumble by Houston came really at the start of the second quarter 15 14 minutes left in the the second quarter so And then the touchdowns continued for the Texans and they started to slow down for the Lions a little bit um, We go in the second half Lions had to settle for field goals, they have to punt, turnover on downs, they finally get a touchdown, but, uh, you know, it's pretty much too late at that time, 41-25, to Deshaun Watson has been scoring and moving the ball down the field consistently, the Lions struggling, settling for field goals, while the Texans are settling for touchdowns, which is exactly what you want to do, so... I mean just look at these look at this: six plays 90 yards and only two minutes 50 seconds for the touchdown for the Texans The one play 34 yards because they took advantage because the Lions went forward on fourth and One on their own 34-yard line to try and get themselves back in the game and they couldn't convert it So truly unfortunate there by the Lions, but uh, Deshaun Watson outplayed Matthew Stafford Matthew Stafford never really had any weapons to try and go deep on and that's just unfortunate where the Texans have multiple wide receivers that they can go to for the deep ball. So that was the first game. Texans just kind of blow it out. Uh, when did they start to blow? I mean, this was kind of close going into halftime, 13-7. Lions made it a little close, 14-13. But then the the Texans make it 21-14 and really never look back. They get another field goal, 23-14. Lions come back a little bit, 23-17. But then the Texans get another field goal, making it 26-17. Then they get another touchdown, and then they get another touchdown in the final final score is really looking like 41-17. So, Lions just kind of struggled in the second half because the game was getting away from them. And they couldn't kind of run the ball, establish the run. They had to abandon it, unfortunate, because the running game was the best thing. Adrian Peterson was playing very, very good uh, yesterday. It's just they had to abandon the run because uh, Deshaun Watson kept putting up touchdowns. Alrighty, here we go. And then we go to Washington and Dallas and folks... Mike McCarthy needs to be fired now. Now, how do you not get your team ready to go after your strength and conditioning coach just died, after you just came off of a huge win against the Vikings on the road, after Andy Dalton played very well, after Zeke played very well, and then you lay this performance, the fake punt, what the hell was that? We'll get into that when we get there, but literally, this play calling is trash. It seems like there's no accountability in this Dallas organization anymore Zeke is fumbling the man is a 90 million dollar running back and he's fumbling all the time folks I think this was his sixth fumble loss it's either his fifth or sixth fumble loss this season and it really killed the team because they started. They were trying to come back when he fumbled. So there's no accountability. We have special teams going forward on fourth and ten on a fake punt. If I'm going forward on fourth and ten, I'm running an actual play. I'm not running a fake punt. I'll run a fake punt on fourth and one, fourth and two, absolutely. But once we start getting fourth and five, fourth and ten, I'm leaving my offense out there if I'm rolling the dice. And it was just real questionable, questionable play calling that never made any sense. So you have to get this man. out out of here. He's not changing. Now we know why they say low football IQ Mike McCarthy has. We just saw it on primetime national television on Thanksgiving. There was nothing else to do. You couldn't go early Black Friday shopping because there was no deals on Thanksgiving. So all we had to do was watch Mike McCarthy be the worst coach in an NFL game yesterday. And we all saw it. And he's exposed. And this man needs to be fired, folks. Aaron Rodgers was telling the truth. Everybody in Green Bay was telling the truth when he left. And everybody in this Dallas Cowboys organization is telling the truth. The truth when they say Mike McCarthy and other coaching staff members have low IQs earlier in the season um, yeah he fooled us I'll tell I'll tell y'all right now Mike McCarthy pulled one over on us we thought we could start buying into Mike McCarthy just needed a little bit of time and then after the buy I thought everything was going to come together for this Dallas team and it just does not Mike McCarthy needs to go Jerry Jones needs to understands he made the worst decision possible in hiring this man there's no accountability people are just going wild here in Dallas and nobody is held accountable for their actions. All right, <clears throat> but let's give credit to Washington, Ron Rivera. I mean, what a great coach! I mean, this is where we get such great coaching in Dallas or in Washington, and a horrible coach in Dallas. There, it's just it's just clear as day. You can watch this team. Everybody buys into Washington, you know, knowing they're on kind of their third string quarterback to a quarterback who probably should not be where he is right now. You know, two years ago, that brutal leg injury, he was fighting for his life, folks. They were saying yesterday on the broadcast that that man had 17 surgeries on his leg. Could you imagine 17 surgeries just to get back to where you were? Oh my goodness. The the patient's the heart, the strength that that man needs to have to go through 17 surgeries. And they kept saying he kept getting infected and he was battling for his life. Literally, he was in surgeries for two straight years to get back to playing football. So we definitely respect Alex Smith for going out here. He didn't play a great game. He dinked and dunked his way down the field. Um, this was not a high-powered, over-the-top offense that was just catch- catching Dallas you know, um, off guard. They were literally just dinking and dunking. Alex Smith, 19 of 26 for 150 yards. 19 completions, 150 yards. Folks, that's dink and dunk. If you're not averaging 10 yards a throw, that is dink and dunk. One touchdown, one interception. The interception was this close to a pick six. Terry McLaurin chases the man down, um, just kind of like DK Metcalf. So this is what I love to see, the hustle, the hustle. That's how we know that Washington is well coached because everybody's hustling. I mean, for a wide receiver to chase down a defensive back, I mean, come on. Nobody does that. DK Metcalf made it the standard because they have good coaching in Seattle and we have good Good coaching here in Washington with Ron Rivera. That's why that they tackled him kind of at the two-yard line, chased him down, and then Dallas couldn't even capitalize with the touchdown. They have to settle for a field goal. That's when you knew Washington was going to win this game. Everybody buys in. We give 100%. Yeah, we make a mistake, but we're not going to give up a touchdown making those mistakes. We're going to make you earn every single touchdown, and Washington did that, and they only allowed one touchdown because of that. Everybody buys in. Ron Rivera is one of the bravest, strongest, head coaches. I mean, he was battling cancer, um, you know, coaching early in the season has finally beat it. There's just so many parallels between head coaches in this head in this game. and It is truly comical because on one side you have, you know, a fantastic head coach and one side you have a dumpster fire who only won one ring with, you know, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. And now he's uh, three and eight here with the talented Dallas offensive roster. <clears throat> um, all right. So Alex Smith didn't have a great game, Uh, the interception, um, what else we got, but I mean, this man was just dinking and dunking to Antonio Gibson and uh, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, seven receptions for 92 yards. J.K. or J.D. McKissick, two receptions for 21 yards. Antonio Gibson, five receptions for 21 yards. This man was not going down the field, folks. It was all dink and dunk, and Dallas still was getting beat by it. How do you get beat by dink and dunk? And then they never took the shot over the top. Usually you set up the dink and dunk so you get the deep ball. Washington never threw the deep ball. And they still got beat. They knew it was going to be dink and dunk, and they were getting eaten up by it on every single drive. They could not stop it. It was truly unfortunate. Um, let's look at Dallas now, and then we'll start talking about some of these drives. Um, Andy Dalton, 25 of 35, 215 yards. He didn't play great. He didn't make the throws when he needed to, but he played decent uh, before the game got out of hand. So Andy Dalton didn't play fantastic, but he played all right. They really just cannot cash in on those red zones, and you know you can kind of chalk that up to Andy Dalton and coaching not running the correct plays and not making you know the right or the right reads or the, the tighter throws down in the end zone. He did throw a good ball that really should have been caught by, I believe, CeeDee Lamb, who just absolutely just dropped it in the end zone. So it's not all Andy Dalton, but that's kind of goes back to coaching. Nobody taking accountability. We have wide receivers dropping the ball in the end zone, clear. I mean, wide open. We have their premier running back who got paid, who should be now the new leader of the squad. Zeke fumbling the ball in the second half of the game when you're trying to come back and win the game. You have bad calls on special teams by the special teams head coach. Why is he impacting the game as much as he did last night? I don't know. I don't know. Um, We'll talk about Zeke now. Only 10 carries for 32 yards. He did not have a good game, folks. He did not have a good game. Amari Cooper, six receptions for 112 yards and a touchdown. That man had a good game. It was on this nice 54-yard bomb. I mean... The the Cowboys, their offense, they went down the field in the first quarter, but then they started to clam up a little bit when they couldn't get really any drives to go. The defense was giving up long drives. And, uh, you know, like, look at this. Let's start talking about these drives. I mean, Washington, after the three and out to start the game, they go 12 plays, 70 yards for the touchdown, 14 plays, 67 yards. Unfortunately, they had to settle for a field goal. Um, what else do they got here six plays 20 yards for the field goal because of the Zeke fumble And then you know the fourth qu- the fourth quarter blunders we'll get into those let's finish talking about these Cowboys stats for a second um, Yeah, uh, cd lamb five receptions for 21 yards, but Zeke fumbles cd lamb drops a wide open touchdown in the end zone And it really just starts to unravel. So, right here, everything's looking good for Dallas. They're going into halftime, 17-3. They're down by four. That's fine. But they just got a field goal going into halftime. So, that's still momentum being built up. They get the ball out of halftime. And then, Zeke fumbles, man. He just, he fumbles the ball. And he had a six-yard run before that. You were looking at second four on your own 31-yard line. Down four. The drive was looking good. The run game on first down just got six yards. And then, they go back to it. And he fumbles the ball. Like we've seen him do time and time again this season at the worst times, fumbling multiple fumbles in games, and the Cowboy or the Washington cash in three making it another seven point game and then the Dallas Cowboys punt but then they get the pick they get the pick so another possible turnaround for a Cowboys to come back to win this game but what happens they can't convert they're on fourth and goal first and goal on Washington's four what happens negative two yard run four yard sack and now you're looking at third and goal from the 10 yard line and this is where C.D. Lamb drops the wide open pass and they have to settle for a field goal and now officially the Cowboys have lost this game. They've lost all momentum. The fumble, the wide-open pass, the settling for a field goal after almost having a pick-six but getting chased down by a, a wide receiver, a rookie wide receiver. Is this man a rookie? Um, Terry McLaurin, rookie or not, second-year player, doesn't matter, folks. A young wide receiver chasing down to stop a pick-six. It's truly, truly wild. And then we have the turnover on downs. Is this the fake punt? Is this the fake punt? I think it is. Yeah fourth and ten on your own 24 yard line you're down only one possession that you have momentum you just forced a three and out by Washington and now you you're you can punt and save it and then you can you you can even give up a, a field goal on defense and still be down one possession but what does Dallas do in the fourth quarter on their own 24yard line they run the worst fake punt I've ever seen attempted executed even thought of it was truly truly the worst thing I've ever seen and we're gonna watch watch it again because we have to watch this it's so bad you have to watch this fake punt it's it's just wildly bad um it wasn't even a passing fake punt who runs a fake punt and just runs the ball on fourth and 10 on fourth and 10 so here it is it's kind of, you know, an end around, but it gets sniffed out. It doesn't even get sniffed out. Like, the setup on this play, what the heck are you doing? You already are on your own 24-yard line, and it's already you have to get 10 yards, and now you're running a sweep that's 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. This man has the ball on his own 10-yard line. He's running at his own 10-yard line and has to get to the 32. He has to go 20 yards instead of just a 10 if you threw the ball. Oh, my goodness. And then they don't even set up a a pass. There's no pass option. This man's running it all the way. So there was no pass option incorporated into this fake punt that caught nobody by surprise. And if it did catch anybody by surprise, he's at his 10-yard line. So they have about 20 yards to react and recover. It's it's wild. Let's watch this from the – oh, I don't know if we're going to have coaches film that. Yeah, we don't – Ah, damn, we don't have the coaches film yet. How unfortunate. But, I mean, folks, I'll go back to this play. I thought we were going to get the coach's film. I was going to see if there was anybody he could have even thrown it to. But everybody's down in the line. I mean, the linemen are past the line of scrimmage. He, he cannot pass this ball. He can't even pass the ball. I mean, I don't know what the hell this was. You were only down four. You had momentum. And you fake punt. It literally makes zero sense. That's the worst call I've ever seen. Mike McCarthy must have greenlit it. I don't think special teams just make these calls on their own without you know approval or input of the head coach. I don't think that's how it works. So once again, low football IQ by Mike McCarthy. We see it. Low football IQ by this Dallas coaching staff. We see it. And then Washington only has to go 22 yards. That's easy. They score a touchdown. And then they punt again. And then they give up another 10-play, 76-yard touchdown drive. I mean, they were just driving. The Dallas Cowboys cannot get a stop when they needed to. And when they did, they made the worst calls I've ever seen. Fake punt, fumbling, not catching it in the end zone. It, 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 you have to file Mike McCarthy. assist all their star players are not playing like star players. That's coaching. There's no accountability in this Dallas locker room. He has to go, folks. He has to go. You see what Jason Garrett is doing with Daniel Jones without Saquon Barkley? They're competitive in all their games. They're winning games. And this Cowboys is loaded with talent. You have Zeke. You have Amari Cooper. You have Michael Gallup. You have CeeDee Lamb. What more do y'all want? Mike McCarthy's got to go. That's the end of the story. I don't want to hear any more about it. Andy or Andy Dalton's playing decent. He's playing game manager quarterback, which is expected. You know, he's a game manager career quarterback. So, it's just Mike McCarthy. He's the problem. He's the problem. They didn't have any of these problems with uh, Jason Garrett as a head coach. 8-8 eight and eight every season. Everybody, you know, really doing their jobs. We didn't have a lot of these turnovers. We never had a fake punt on your own 24-yard line with Jason Garrett in the history of the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's got to be fired. That's it. He's the root of all the problems ever, wherever he goes. Getting massages up in the head coach's box where everybody else is practicing. That's the Mike McCarthy we know. That's the Mike McCarthy I know from Green Bay. (laughs) So the Cowboys just get absolutely destroyed after that fake punt. It ruins everything. It goes off the rails from that point on. And then he defends the call saying, you know, you know, you can't, you know, if you dwell on the negatives, you don't get anywhere, which is true. I, I agree with that. But Mike McCarthy, you need to say a little, a little bit more to kind of help your image and help what's going on with this Cowboys team. But we know he's not a good head coach and he can't do that. He's going on the trash list. I'm about to put him on right now. I'm over it. I'm over it. We usually do this on Tuesdays, but I've seen enough. I'm putting Mike McCarthy on this trash list right now. Again. Again. He got off here. He was on here for a while. We took him off last week because they won off their bye. But he's going right back on. I've had enough. I've had enough. Alrighty, so that was the football from uh, football games from yesterday. Pretty good games. I mean, entertaining games. Even though the Cowboys blew it, that was still entertain. That was an entertaining loss to watch. To watch the team literally implode. The f- I mean, after that fake punt, it literally crumbled. They could not do anything, and they were just giving up big time play after big time play after big time play. So, still fun to watch. Deshaun Watson goes throws four touchdowns. Um, Alex Smith gets a great win. Ron Rivera gets a great win. That's always fun to see as well. So. That was Thursday, football, Thanksgiving, football, and a good one. Oh, hang on, what am I doing? Before, yeah, we're going to guess and react to the lines right now. So, let's go through all these matchups. I just dropped my pen, so excuse me while I grab that. Alrighty, here we go. We're going to guess and react to all the lines right now. Had to push this back to today because of yesterday for Thanksgiving, but we are back. So, here we go. All Sunday's games, all the action. We'll guess, we'll talk about it. And uh, we'll guess the lines and then we'll see what the actual lines is. Alright, so we're going to start here at Raiders and Falcons. Falcons at home. Their offense last week was the worst t- was the worst offensive performance I've seen the Falcons give all season. And the Raiders had a pretty good week last week. Very close loss to against uh, the Chiefs. So they're going to be definitely hungry. They do have to go on the road. Atlanta at home. I don't know if I can even trust it at home. I, I don't even know if it makes a difference if they're on the road or at home. So... Raiders decently travel. They travel decently well. We saw them beat the Chiefs um, in Kansas City. We saw them beat the Browns in Cleveland. So they can definitely get it done on the road. Their defense usually is kind of pretty decent on the road. Their offense translates on the road as well. So we've got the Falcons here. I can't trust the Falcons anymore. After last week, we can't trust it. The offense coming off of a bye. That means bad coaching, unfortunately. So not gonna buy the Falcons at all. And we're gonna go Raiders minus three on this one. I think the Raiders, they have the better offense. You know, going into last week, I I wouldn't have said that, but you know, what we saw from the Falcons last week was just so Trash. I mean, Matt Ryan not being able to kind of um, cash in on the touchdowns. They had to settle for field goals all in the first half, and that's really why they could not do anything in the second half because they, they could build on nothing. They set up nothing for the rest of the game. They were getting shut down in the red zone. Matt Ryan, he makes questionable passes in the red zone. He should be throwing more red zone interceptions than he already has. He gets bailed out a couple of times with just drops or just overthrows. But the man doesn't look good. We can't trust his Falcons offense anymore. And it is just truly unfortunate. This Raiders team feeling, you know, coming off of a, you know, that's a loss that they wanted to win, obviously. But, um, you know, they're going to come out feeling fiery, trying to avenge their loss, even though it was a good loss last week. Uh, you know, they want to get back and get a win and try and get back to, into this kind of playoff picture here. So a huge, huge game for the Raiders this week. We're going to go Raiders minus three in this game. Alrighty, righty, Chargers and Bills. Here we go. Um, There's no teams on a bye this week either So everybody's playing uh, Bills coming off of a buy So huge for them At home, huge for them Chargers coming off of an inflated performance Last week They were going against a Jets defense And it's the worst defense in the league um, They also had to go on the road So a Jets worst defense on the road Is even worse than it's already is Justin Herbert has a, ma- a marvelous game 300 plus yards Three touchdowns, did he throw four? Three or four touchdowns Um, Absolutely fantastic No turnovers, very well done as well But now they may be a little bit full of themselves their head may a little bit be a little bit bigger here Bills at home off of a buy Josh Allen is ready to go and prove his thing and we know this Bills team is good against kind of the lesser teams and the Chargers are kind of a lesser team unfortunately yes Justin Herbert's good but everything else is kind of questionable with this Chargers team so uh Bills here we're gonna predict this one Bills minus five they're at home coming off of a buy they're clearly the better team you could probably go even more I think maybe minus five is low. We're going to go minus six and a half. I could definitely see it being more than six and a half, but we're going to feel confident with the Bills minus six and a half. Coming off of a buy. their defense is getting healthier. Um, Josh Allen has had more reps. More time to prepare. Sean McDermott's had time to prepare for this Chargers offense, which doesn't really need to be be prepared for too much. They don't do a lot. Uh, yes, Justin Herbert has the arm to make all the throws, but some of the play calling, you know, makes it a little conservative, makes it easier to defend. So I love the Bills here. One o'clock game at home, off of a bye. Everything is lining up perfectly for the Bills. We probably don't get any value here in the pick if it's minus six and a half. That's probably the best you'll get I don't think I don't see it being any lower than that but I can definitely see it being higher than that but um Bills should have no problem Chargers coming off of a little inflated loss don't get uh don't fall too in love with how many points they put up they still almost let Joe Flacco come back and that Jets offense almost come back so not great by this Chargers team which we know historically blows leads loses games close and you know can't really hold on to leads at all so love the Bills here we'll see what the official line is all right, Giants and Bengals, and I absolutely love the Giants here. Bengals, once again, you know they don't have Joe Burrow. I don't think Joe Mixon is gonna play either. Um, this Bengals offense is not good. They're not good with their new quarterback. This Giants offense is very good. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this Giants team overall. I think they're well coached, especially well coached offensively. This defense has some pieces, and I think everybody's just learning to buy in. And what Jason Garrett is doing for Daniel Jones, it's making him look like the best quarterback in the NFC East. And I think he is. He's better than um, Andy Dalton. He's better than Carson Wentz because he doesn't turn the ball over. And he's better than Alex Smith, I think. So Daniel Jones, the best quarterback in the NFC East here. Um, They're kind of looking to keep pace with um, Washington, who just got their fourth win. How crazy is that to say? Washington is currently the leader of the division. So the Giants here are going to be looking to try and keep pace with Washington because they still have a chance. I mean, that should be the motto in every one of these NFC team, NFC East teams' locker room. Hey, we can go out and win it. Let's go out and win this fucking division. Yeah, we may not have the good rec- the best record, but if we're catching heat at the end of the season, we host a playoff game, We, hey, you never know. So Giants are getting better every single week. Their offense is decent, you know, very, very consistent, I would say, always in that 20 to 24-point range. Daniel Jones, very good. He's just not clutch So as long as this Giants, has, this Giants team has a lead Going into the fourth quarter This Giants team should not have any trouble Against this Bengals offense um, I don't know if we get any value here This is going to be tough um, We're going to call this one We're going to call this one Giants minus one Going to be a close one. We'll see if we get Giants plus any points. Uh, You give the Bengals the minus three because they're at home. But I think overall, this Giants team is just better than Cincinnati. They had the better quarterback, they had the better wide receivers, they had the better defense, they had the better coaching staff. Because this Bengals coaching staff is just not proven and they're new and they're working through all the kinks and trying to get, you know, a quarterback at the level of Joe Burrow that he was playing. The man was slinging it and throwing the ball 45 plus times every single game. Um, So I think the Giants shut it down. I think the Bengals uh, struggle to score and we'll go Giants minus one. Alrighty, here we go. Titans and Colts. And this is their second meeting. You know how I felt about their first meeting. I thought the Titans were winning the game. And then the third quarter happened. Well, midway third quarter happened where, uh, you know, the special teams really beefed it for the Titans. Phillip Rivers taking advantage of short fields. And that's what they do. Titans coming off of a highly emotional win against the Ravens last week. Colts coming off of a uh, really Bizarre win that they probably shouldn't have Won bad clock management um, Bad defense by the Colts giving Up big yards to um, Aaron Rodgers but the Ben but don't break defense of the Colts definitely helped them out um, The fumble of you know The John, or the Packers really Helped them out in overtime so once again The Colts kind of squeak away with the big win That's why we haven't really bought Into them 100% I think I have like a 5% stake in this Colts team That's why we just introduced them in to the number 10 in our power rankings this week Taking it very slow with the Colts We could get some great value here Folks, truly if we get, I think we're going to get Titans plus 3 I think this is going to be Colts minus 3 Just because of the home field advantage But we get the Titans and we're getting points I love it, love it, love it Revenge game for the Titans Winner takes, I believe, sole control of the AFC South here and I can't trust Phillip Rivers I mean they really should not have won the game their first meeting it was special teams and then you got Derrick Henry coming off of that great performance look for him to carry it over here yes they're on the road but they're in a dome so great conditions for both teams they both should have no problem here Um, yeah we're gonna go Colts minus three and I think I like the Titans plus three early here folks I think you get great value Titans plus the points is always a good bet because they always are close in games and they win the big games they win the big games and they should not have won That was a Thursday night game that they faced. Titans-Colts, two weeks, two, three weeks ago, that was a Thursday night game. Thursday night games are always a little wonky. And, hey, I think we like the Titans here. Alrighty, here we go, Browns and Jags, and Jags are starting, who are they starting, a new quarterback this week, Mike Lennon, is he going to be good? Probably not, he's a career backup, a little worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick, but uh, yeah, he's going to get a uh, start here, they don't trust Jake Luton anymore, which I understand, Uh, Gardner Minshew I don't think is uh, good to go. I think he's still a little banged up, so unfortunate for him. Browns coming off, you know, some decent wins, some solid wins where they just have to run and run and run because they can't throw the ball because it's literally pouring. It's been pouring in Cleveland the last two games that they've been playing, and they've just made it work. They squeaked out a three-point victory, a five-point victory, low-scoring, close games. Browns have found ways to win them, so that's a huge green green flag. Hopefully, it's going to be great uh, weather in Jacksonville. This Browns defense is pretty good. This is a pretty solid defense. They forced you know multiple turnovers and multiple stakes by Carson Wentz last week. They only allowed, you know, seven points by Houston. I understand it was a monsoon, but they still only gave up seven points. That's still pretty good. And now you got a new quarterback starting for Jacksonville here. There's probably going to be some errors with wide receivers, a little bit of miscommunication, maybe a little, uh, probably a lot of trick plays here this week for Jacksonville that they probably are going to look for home run hitters to try and get some early leads, some early momentum. So keep that in mind. Jacksonville Jacksonville is probably going to pull out all the stops this week but I still like the Browns here Kevin Stefanski folks I mean I can't talk about talk better about this man he's doing very well with Baker Mayfield not letting Baker Mayfield do too much ever since Nick Chubb has come back I understand it's been monsoon so we really can't get a complete picture on what this Browns offense is going to be now that Nick Chubb's back but I expect them to continue to run the ball Nick Chubb Kareem hunt one of the best running back duos in the league and then you still got some decent wide receiver weapons Jarvis Landry um, they have a great tight end uh, blanking on the name but Baker mayfield if he doesn't throw 30 plus times they're gonna be good he's probably not going to turn the ball over so I still like the browns here still a brown believer like their defense like their running game like their head coach and Baker mayfield most of the time doesn't need to be a factor just a game manager and he's been doing it decently these last two weeks so like the browns here we're gonna call this one I don't think we get any value here. We're gonna go Browns minus two. Jaguars at home, new quarterback. Browns streaking. We'll go Browns minus two. Alrighty, Panthers and Vikings, and um, what do we got in this game? No, te- or Teddy Bridgewater is playing. No Christian McCaffrey. Vikings coming off of a big, big loss last week against Dallas definitely hurt their chances at playoffs now that they only have now that they have 6 losses probably could have squeaked in at 11 and 5 now 10 and 6 is definitely going to be harder for them so vikings are looking to win out here this Panthers team keeps games close even against good competition. So I expect the Panthers to keep it close again now that Teddy Bridgewater is back at quarterback. Their offense is still good without Christian McCaffrey, folks. Don't get bogged down that Christian McCaffrey's not playing again. They haven't had him really all season. They had him two games and they performed very well in those two games. But they've still been making it work without him. So I expect the Panthers to still... You know, be good offensively. They convert a lot of third downs. They have a lot of long drives. I'm talking five to seven minute drives all over the place. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. They always go on long drives because they pick up the third downs. I think they have the best third down completion percentage in the league, folks. Uh, Vikings are doing very good. And even last week, Delvin Cook ran for over 100 yards. And I think Kirk Cousins threw for over 250 yards. I think he was very close to three, if not at three. So, this, this Vikings offense is still very good. Adam Thielen I still think is questionable. We'll learn more uh, maybe tomorrow if he's going to be good to go. I do know a little earlier in the week it was a little questionable if he was going to be playing this week or not. It's just this Vikings defense isn't very good. Um, so that's the that's the one worry about this Vikings team. But I still buy their offense after their buy. Kind of like Houston, they've been running the ball a lot more and just letting their quarterback just be a game manager. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're winning games, there's nothing wrong with that. So I think we like the Vikings here. We're going to go Vikings minus three. Vikings minus three sounds right. Close team, close game. Vikings at home, so you give them the minus three. But this Panthers offense, folks, is no joke. So keep it, keep it in mind if you're going to bet this game. We'll see what the official line is. See if we get any value either way. Alrighty, Cardinals and Patriots. And uh, who did we have just not going for the Patriots or the Cardinals? Who was it? Um, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, So they're going to be a little bit short-handed offensively. Not too much short-handed, but a little short-handed. Patriots' defense couldn't stop um, Deshaun Watson two weeks ago. I don't think they're going to be able to stop Kyler Murray. Yes, the Patriots are at home, but I still don't like what the Patriots' offense is doing. I don't think Cam Newton has it, uh, unfortunate. New England... Their defense just isn't that good. I mean, yes, it's Bill Belichick, so it's still going to be decent. But they still let Deshaun Watson run all over them and pass all over them. Kyler Murray's the better runner. They have DeAndre Hopkins, probably a better weapon. I think DeAndre Hopkins is better than anybody that the Texans have. Um, They know how to move the ball. Cardinals are coming off of a bye. Are these – is this uh, – I don't think they played last week. Let me double check this. Maybe. Cardinals, Bills. Cardinals, Bills, Bears... Or, no, Cardinals weren't even on a bye. Were they on a Thursday? Oh, they were Thursday night game. So, extra time to prepare for the Cardinals. Well done. Um, Patriots coming off of a huge loss against uh, the Texans, and uh, they're at home. That's going to be a a good green flag for them. But we still like the Cardinals here. Kyler Murray is probably going to destroy the Patriots. I don't know if Bill Belichick is going to have an answer for him. And if he does, then they're going to throw the ball. And if they can cancel out those two, they'll run the ball. This Cardinals team, they know how to put up the points. They know how to move the... Ball down the field, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go Cardinals minus two here. Um, I just can't buy this Patriots offense. I Cam Newton is is not good, folks. It's unfortunate. I don't like saying that. It kind of kills me to say that, but Cam Newton is not playing good quarterback this season. Alright, let's pause this so we don't get this moving down the screen. Alright, um, next game up. Dolphins, Jets, and folks, I said it at the top of the show. Watch out. Adam Gay says, hey, we've got the entire squad here ready to go. This is what the season should have been if it was weren't for all the injuries. So, expect the Jets to put up a lot of points here. Um, Dolphins, I mean, Tua got benched last week. It's a little questionable if he's going to go. A little, got a little banged up in practice with the thumb. So, we'll see if he goes or not. Uh, this Dolphins defense should be fine, folks. I mean, uh. I don't think Sam Darnold and his Jets offense is going to do what Adam Gase is kind of planning and predicting and scheming and kind of conniving his way to his first win. But I'm definitely going to stay away from this game. I don't care what the spread is. Jets at home, division game, looking for their first win. Dolphins coming off of their worst game in the last, like, six weeks. Um, Tua may not play. That's That would be huge because I wouldn't trust Ryan Fitzpatrick in a division game. He's going to sling it and turn the ball over multiple times, give early momentum to the Jets' offense, and the bragging Adam Gase. Finally, he says the team is back, the team is full, the team is healthy, and we're ready to get going. So um, I'm going to call this one Dolphins minus three. I'm not taking this game. I would advise nobody to take it because Adam Gates is feeling confident, folks. You got to watch out. If Adam Gates is feeling confident, then y- you better watch out. <laughs> so, two of them might not be starting. Jets offense is going to roll this week. Dolphins defense should be fine. Uh, but how is our offense going to look? We don't know. Um, all right. So, we'll, we'll call that one Dolphins minus three. All right, let's finish up these games here. We got Saints and Broncos and uh, Taysom Hill. Is he going to be starting this week? I assume so. He played absolutely fantastic last week. Now, the Broncos are at home. The Broncos' defense is good at home. Uh, The Broncos' offense is good at home as well. But the Saints' defense is good. I expect Taysom Hill to give the Broncos a ton of trouble. He's tough to game plan for because his arm is so good, and he's so good running the ball. He's almost as fast as kind of like Kyler Murray, folks. He's kind of almost at that quickness. So um, he throws the ball absolutely fantastic. We broke it down on Wednesday in our film study. This man is slinging the ball down the field, folks. Love the Saints here. Like the Saints defense, too. Uh, Broncos, they got a huge win last week. I don't see them kind of carrying that over. The Saints team is good. Tate Hill is getting the ball to his actual wide receivers. Elvin Kamara barely touched the ball last week, and they still won the game very, very convincingly. They held Matt Ryan to only nine points, uh, who usually you know plays better than nine points, I would say. Um all right, uh, let's count this one. I don't know how we count this one. This is going to be tough. Saints on the road. I mean, we barely ever see that. Saints on the road on like uh, um, with the elements, Mile High Stadium. How is that going to affect them? Um, we're going to go Saints minus four here. We may get some good value here. If nobody's buying into Taysom Hill, we could we could take advantage of that. But uh, I expect Taysom Hill to have a good game. We're, we'll go Saints minus four. I don't think, I mean, Drew Locke didn't play well last week. It was, you know, just kind of the Dolphins defense couldn't stop the dink and dunk. He wasn't really airing it out. He didn't throw a touchdown. He threw that early interception. So he still has those tendencies. This Saints defense, when they're all playing very well and not beating themselves by committing penalties, they're one of the better defenses in the league. And I expect them to shut down Drew Locke. I think the Saints win here, no problem. Folks, Taysom Hill is good, folks. He's good. He's top-tier quarterback. I'd put him in the top 10 quarterbacks right now, and he's only been playing one game. That's how impressive he was last week. So we'll count this one, Saints minus four. We'll see if we get good value there. Already 49ers and Rams. Rams coming off of a hugely emotional win. Good win against the Bucks last week on primetime television. Uh, 49ers, their offense is trash. This Rams defense is very, very good. Expect Nick Mullins to struggle heavily for the 49ers, but we all kind of knew that. Um, Rams had a very good offensive outing. Uh, They put up 27 points. Very, very good. Um, Kind of, you know, at their ceiling of 27. Do not really expect them to get over 30 in any given game. I mean, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods both had like 150 yards receiving and they still only could put up 27 points. So, you know, with that being said, this Rams offense is good, but they don't put up a lot of points. So if the spread's too big here, folks, stay away from it because the Rams don't, bury teams like that. They just don't. Their defense is good. Their offense is good, but they don't put up a lot of points. That's all. Uh, This 49ers team is not good. Their offense is not good. Nick Mullins is not good. Um, Their play calling is good. I do like Kyle Shanahan, but that's it. That's the the best uh, person on this 49ers team now that everybody's injured offensively and defensively. So we're going to go Rams minus five here. Um... It's just the 49ers offense, folks. What What is there? I don't know. I'd probably stay away from this game because you never know. It's probably going to be Rams minus a lot, so you probably get no good value there anyway. Probably just stay away from it. Alrighty, then we got Chiefs, Bucks, and, folks, are we supposed to buy into Tom Brady this week? He couldn't do anything last week against the Rams defense. Now I'm going to expect him to outscore Patrick Mahomes. I don't see that happening. So I love the Chiefs here. Um, I'm going to go... I'm actually going to call this one Chiefs minus one. Um, I think they're clearly the better team. They've got the better quarterback. Patrick Holmes is better than Brady. Um, I had the better coach. Andy Reid is better than Bruce Arians. The relationship between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians has gotten a lot of rockier this week because Bruce Arians is commenting when he should not be commenting to the press. Do not make a comment when your star quarterback who's won Super Bowl rings while you have done nothing in your career um, just had came off of a bad loss. on primetime TV, you don't hammer down your quarterback after that performance. You just don't do that. Um so the Chiefs here coming off of a huge win against the Raiders, put up a lot of points. I love this Chiefs team folks. They score so quickly. If this is a close game, Tom Brady's going to get blown out of the water. Tom Brady's not going to be able to keep up scoring with Patrick Mahomes. That's all there is to it. The speed of this Chiefs defense is going to hurt Tom Brady as well. Love the Chiefs here. I love them big. We we like the Chiefs minus 1. We'll see if we get good value here with them being on the road, but we'll call this one Chiefs minus 1. All right, Bears and Packers and folks, 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 sue me, kill me, because I think I like the Bears this week. We'll see what the official line is. But this Packers team against good defenses, they struggle. They struggle. I mean, that's all there is to it. Aaron Rodgers gets a little irritated. He gets a little frustrated. He gets bored. We've seen it time and time again. Packers fumbling in the worst spots, not picking up the third downs, the fourth downs. They go for it on fourth down a lot. They don't pick it up. They're at midfield. They're on their own 40. They go for the fourth down and still don't pick it up. The only questionable thing about this Bears team is their offense. Their defense should be good. Should be locking up Aaron Rodgers. But are they going to put up the points? Most likely not. We don't even know who's going to be starting quarterback this week. It may not even be Nick Foles or Mitch Chbisky. We don't even know. Uh, but this the one thing we do know is the Bears defense is good. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't know, man. There's something about him. So we could get some good value here. I'm going to call this one Bears plus five, and they're definitely going to need all the points because they're not going to put up any points on their own. So, obviously, the more points that Vegas gives them, the better. Um, I don't know. I think I like the Bears plus five here. If that's what the line is, I think I may like it. I just can't trust Aaron Rodgers here, folks. I just can't, and it is truly unfortunate. But there's just something about it. There's just something about this Packers team. I can't. I think it's just kind of boredom. I think it's boredness. That's all it is. They get a big 14-0, 7-0. They score on their first two drives. And now they're like, now what? We have to go this entire game. Now we're clearly the better team. I mean, folks, we just went down and scored two straight touchdowns on this team. We have to play more football? There's more football to be played? What more do you all want? You want us to put up more touchdowns? Okay, we'll put up 21. All right, we'll put up 28 points in the first half. All right, now we have to come out of halftime. We don't even want to go out. We just put up 28 points. We have to put up more points. The game's still not over. I don't know what it is. I think it's boredom. That's all it is. I can't trust it. I don't know. Bears plus 5. That's what we're going to that's what we're going to predict. All right, two more games here. Ravens-Steelers, is this game even going to be played? It was Raven. The last I saw it was uh, Wednesday. Steelers minus five. It was climbing. I expect this, especially with Lamar Jackson, 100% being out if the game gets played. I got to go Steelers probably nine and a half. It's probably got to climb that high, folks. This Ravens team is going to have nobody to play. That's all there is to it. The Steelers' defense is good. The Ravens' offense is not good. So now you get rid of you know, their best weapons, the, the quarterback and the running backs. That's all they have offensively. They don't have the wide receiver. He doesn't throw 200 yards a game, so Ravens are going to have no offense, and the offense that they do have, the Steelers is going to absolutely kill it defensively, so Steelers minus 9.5 if the game gets played. I don't even think the line's going to be on DraftKings when we look. It's unfortunate, but um, if if it's up there, we'll call it Steelers minus 9.5. And that brings us to the Monday night game. Seahawks, Eagles, and folks, come on. Seahawks all day. All day, folks. Seahawks, and they're on the road, so we could get some good value here. But we're going to call this one Seahawks minus four. I cannot trust Carson Wentz at all. At all. At all. Um, At least Russell Wilson, he's only had like two bad games. He fixed it last week, threw no, no interceptions last week against Arizona. More time to prepare. This Eagles team is not good. They just lost against the Browns, folks. And they looked horrible. Carson Wentz is still looking horrible, just not caring. Taking sacks in the end zone for uh, the safety. Fumbling the ball. Throwing interceptions. Multiple interceptions. Pick sixes. uh, First quarter interception. Second quarter interception. Third quarter interception. In the worst of all, fourth quarter turnovers. Not good. Um, Like the Seahawks here. Love the Seahawks here. We'll predict this one Seahawks minus four, and I honestly think that's what it is. We'll see if we get some good value here with the Seahawks being on the road. I doubt we do. But one can dream, right? Alrighty, so we just predicted all the games. Let's see what the actual lines are. Where were we right? Where were we off? Where are we on par with Vegas? Are we off with Vegas? Are we going to rob Vegas? Is any line going to make me go ding, 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 best bet of the week? Let's see what we get here. Alright, so we'll start here. Refresh the lines one more time. Server time is 1127 at 1259, folks. We are up to date. So, these are the official lines as of basically 1 o'clock on Friday. Friday. 1 o'clock on Friday. All right. Here we go. Dolphins and Jets. We predicted the line at Dolphins minus 3, and it's going to be Dolphins minus 7? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I think I like Jets plus 7. Folks, did you not just hear Adam Gase at the top of the show? Folks, do so I have to reiterate this quote? Where is it? Right here. With Sam Darnold playing this... And uh, yeah, with Sam Darnold playing this week and his three dudes at receiver all expected to play, Adam Gase said that this is their chance for everyone to quote, see what maybe it could have been. Folks, Adam Gase is ready to rock this week. <laughs> He's ready to rock. Damn. I say hella away from this game. Division game, Dolphins, Tua up in the air. Is he going to play? How is he going to kind of bounce back from being benched? How is his defense going to perform? I mean, they couldn't even really stop Drew Locke with the dink and dunk all game. Are they going to be able to stop Sam Darnold, his dudes, and Adam Gates confident as a bitch? I don't know. Uh, we stay away from it. Seven's a lot, folks, here. I think I like the Jets plus seven, honestly. Crazy, right? I don't think I... I mean, we took the Jets plus nine and a half last week. They lost by five. Very good. I think they can keep it close at home against the Dolphins. Games are close. Division games are closer, folks. Early, I'm liking the Jets plus seven. Damn, I think that's good. All right, here we go. Uh, Cleveland and Jacksonville. We predicted this lines at Browns minus two, and this is Browns minus six and a half. We are why, way off here to begin. Um Jacksonville starting a new quarterback I get it but the Browns on the road do you really trust the Browns on the road I like this Browns team don't get me wrong I endorse this Browns team but on the road I don't know when they have to finally pass the ball Baker Mayfield really hasn't passed the ball in the last two weeks is he how is he gonna is he gonna come out a little rusty now that he's gonna probably throw it 25 maybe 30 times here um I expected Browns defense to absolutely shut out the Jags but 6 is a lot to give up 6 is a lot to give up for a home team who's starting kind of a new quarterback who probably everybody's going to buy into you know when you when you, when your team is losing games You know, and your head coach makes a switch. I think everybody buys and be like, oh, yeah, this is, this is, oh, that's what's wrong. All right. Now that we can go out and win games, we have a new quarterback. That's what was wrong with us. Okay. So we got Mike Glennon at starting quarterback. He's decent. We may look at him tomorrow. I think we'll look at Mike Glennon tomorrow on our Sunday show or Saturday showcase. But that's besides the point. But i stay away from it. I don't trust Baker Mayfield with 6.5 points. I trust everybody else on this Brown team with 6.5 points, but just not Baker Mayfield, and he's the one playing quarterback, folks. I think we stay away from it. It's a lot to give up. I think the Browns should win this game, but by 6.5, I don't know. All righty, here we go. Arizona and New England. We predicted this game at – where's this game at? Uh, New England. Uh, We called this one – Yeah, cardinals England. Yeah, we call this one Cardinals minus two, and it's— All right, finally, back on track. Cardinals minus one and a half. I think this is clearly the better play here. Yes, Larry Fitzgerald is not going to be playing. Oh, okay. He really doesn't do anything. I understand he was the leading receiver last week. They lost that game. Okay, when DeAndre Hopkins is not the leading receiver, they're going to lose the game. That's how they play. That's how their offense operates. We've seen it time and time again. You have to get DeAndre Hopkins a ball A la the, you know, the Kyler Murray Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins If he doesn't go to DeAndre Hopkins, they lose the game Simple as that So they don't go to DeAndre Hopkins a lot last week Larry Fitzgerald was the leading receiver He's out for COVID, I don't think that's really going to stop this Cardinals team uh, This Patriots defense Is decent, I'll give them that But the offense I cannot trust in And this Cardinals offense defense is going to give Cam Newton a lot of trouble, I think So, love the Cardinals here, only have to swallow A point and a half on the road, extra time to Repair. They're coming off of a Thursday night game. Uh, Patriots just lost. I like the Cardinals here, folks. Early, early, ba- early, big. I'm early big on this Cardinals team. I'll let y'all know tomorrow when we make our official picks. But uh, early big on the Cardinals here. Already Chargers Bills. We predicted this game at Bills minus six and a half, and it's gonna be Bills minus five. All right, so we get a little bit more better value than we anticipated. I um, mean, I think that's fine. I don't think this Chargers team is gonna I mean, they may be feeling themselves a little bit too much coming off of last week against the Jets. This Bills team is nowhere close to how bad the Jets team is, especially defensively. The Bills are actually pretty decent defensively. Uh, They're coming off the bye absolutely great. Josh Allen's been playing very good. He's been playing very good against kind of the lesser teams, as I've mentioned. And this Chargers team is a lesser team, especially on defense. Um, Yes, Justin Herbert's good. Nobody's doubting that. He's probably going to win Rookie of the Year uh, for great reasons. I think even with Joe Burrow, before he got injured... He was still better than Joe Burrow. Um, So I'll say that. So Bills here, minus five. I don't think it's too much to give up. Um, Early, early, decently big on this Bills, minus five. All right, here we go. Raiders and Falcons, and we predicted this game at... Raiders-Falcons. Why can't I not find these games at Um, Raiders-Falcons? I'm blanking. I know we talked about it. It's right at the top. We, t- we call this one Raiders minus three. Here we go. And it's Raiders minus three. Right on the money. Uh, going to be a little tough to take Raiders minus the points on the road. Um, just because I do buy into this Atlanta offense. And I don't know if last week was the one-time fluke. Or is this the new offense? I don't know. So, I think I'm going to stay away from this game. I do like Atlanta's offense. But last week, they definitely let me down. This Raiders offense, I mean, they get it done. Running the ball, passing the ball. They can do it multiple ways. I do buy into this Raiders defense. Even though they just gave up 35 points to Kansas City, it's Kansas City. You expect to give up 35 points. If you don't give up 35 points, then you probably have the best defense in the league. Um, So Raiders, they do decently travel well. John Gruden gets everybody to buy in. I don't know if there's going to be a little bit of a hangover with the Raiders losing, especially on prime time last week against the Chiefs. Falcons, how are they going to bounce back off of their loss? I don't know. I'm going to stay away from it because I do like Atlanta's offense, but I cannot trust it until I see it perform good again. So Going to stay away from it. Falcons plus three could be some decent value. I don't know, though. I don't know. All right, here we go. Giants and Bengals. And we predicted this game at Giants minus... Whoa, way, way off, way off. And I agree. Giants minus six. I absolutely agree. Um, This is a nine-point swing. Just a heads up for everybody. Home team gets minus three right off the rip for being at home. And now Bengals are plus six. So they go from minus three to plus six. That's a nine-point swing. That's huge. Um, I definitely like this Giants offense. Don't get me wrong. But how do they play on the road? I don't know. I think they're definitely better at home. This Bengals team... I don't know. They're switching off a new quarterback that could help them. I don't know. I don't know, man. This Bengals defense I do like. I do like Daniel Jones, but they don't put up a lot of points. And if this game's close, I don't know if I trust Daniel Jones, even with Jason Garrett being the offensive coordinator. I don't know if I trust Daniel Jones to go and win the game in the fourth quarter. I'm going to stay away from this one. This, you know, obviously looks, you first look, you're like, oh, Giants should win this game hands down. This, this Bengals offense is nothing, and they just lost their starting rookie quarterback. This one's gonna be close. This is a lot higher than I expected. You get no value here with the Giants, even though they're very good. This is a good Giants team. They're the best team in the NFC East, folks. That's all there is to it. Um, but yeah, they're ooh the six. There's a lot of high spreads this week. I'm not, I'm not liking it. I'm not loving it. I don't even know what I'd call. Do we take the Giants minus six? Do we swallow the six? Maybe. That's a tough one to call. Alright, let's move on. Here we go, Titans and Colts, and we predicted this one at Colts minus 3, and it's Colts minus 3. This is perfect. Titans plus 3, I think, is the perfect play this week, folks. They The Colts did not just go out and beat the Titans two weeks ago. That It just didn't happen. The special teams lost the game for the Titans. That's all that's happened. The Titans were beating the Colts offensively and defensively until the the botch punt. You give Phillip Rivers a short field, and then the block punt, and I think they had a turnover too, so... Just not good. There was maybe a muffed punt. Was, I know the special teams really killed the Titans in that game. So I love the Titans here, plus three. I think they win it outright. I can't trust Phillip Rivers coming off back-to-back-to-back good games. You just beat the Titans. You just beat Green Bay. They're going to carry that on again and beat the Titans again? I'm not so quite sure. I love the Titans plus three here early. I, I truly love that. Alrighty, here we go, Panthers and Vikings, and we predicted this line at Vikings minus three, and it's going to be Vikings minus three and a half, once again, right on target, love to see it, going to stay away from it, Teddy Bridgewater playing is a good sign, Vikings coming off of a very crushing loss last week, Um, Panthers, hey, they won with the backup quarterback. I mean they shut out Detroit. They put up 0 points. That's huge. That's a huge momentum builder. Matt Rule, I'm buying him. I'm buying him as a head coach, folks. I think he's going to have his team ready to go this week. Teddy Bridgewater's good. The offense is going to be buying in again. They I don't they don't need Christian McCaffrey. It's uh, it's kind of wild to say, but they don't need him to to be good. I do like this Vikings offense though. The three, though, I can't get behind it. I, I can There's some tough spreads this week, folks. I don't think this Panthers Vikings game is that good to bet this week. Alrighty, here we go. Saints and Broncos. We predicted this game at Saints minus four, and it's gonna be Saints minus six. So even worse than we thought. And Vegas is right on par with us they're saying yes Taysom Hill is very very good and we agree the Saints defense is very good as well the Broncos yes they do play better at home than they do on the road that's a green flag for them no doubt but um Drew Locke he didn't throw any touchdowns last week against the Dolphins defense and I think the Saints defense is better than the Dolphins defense when they're playing and not committing the penalties that kill themselves um Definitely like the Saints here at minus six. I think it's fine to swallow the six. It is a lot to give up. But early, I do I do favor the Saints minus six a little early here. All right, here we go. 49ers and Rams. Um, 49ers. We predicted this one at Rams minus five. And it's going to be Rams minus six and a half. So... You know, right there, this Rams offense is good, but as I said, they don't put up a lot of points, so you get the 49ers plus the 6.5 points, I just don't know if they're going to score. The Rams defense is pretty good. Um So I like the Rams defense here, this 49ers offense is missing so many pieces, their defense is missing so many pieces, they struggle to score, uh, but this Rams team, they don't put up a lot, they don't go put up 35 points a game, they put up 24 to like 27, max 27, so do like the Rams here. The 6 may be a lot to swallow, especially if this is going to be a close game, kind of off the rip. If the Rams come out struggling offensively, it's really going to kill them for the entire game. So I stay away from it. The 6 a little too much for me. Alrighty, Chiefs and Bucks, and we predicted this one at Chiefs minus one. And it's going to be Chiefs minus three and a half, and I agree 100%. I cannot buy Tom Brady. Um, this Chiefs offense can literally run circles about around this bronco, or this Buccaneers offense, even with all the Bucks weapons. This defense is going to definitely hurt Tom Brady, folks. This Chiefs off defense is quick. They're fast. Tom Brady, he's aging. The arm is getting a little bit worse. The velocity is coming off the ball a little bit more. He's trying too hard. He's not as accurate. Accurate on the deep ball as he once was. This Chiefs defense is going to make Tom Brady Tom Brady pay. Think they make him pay bigly. Like the Chiefs here, uh, minus three and a half. I think I can get behind it as well. All right, here we go. Two more games, and as I said, you know, they don't even put the Steelers-Ravens games on here. Not good. Um, all right, she, or Bears-Packers. We predict this game at Bears plus 5, and it's going to be Bears plus – Oh, folks, yes, 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 Bears plus 9. I love it. I love it. This Packers team, folks, they get bored. If they go up 14 nothing. they're going to lose the game. They get bored. If they put up two – if they score on their first two drives, they're going to lose the game. They blow the big leads. Um, Aaron Rodgers gets angsty. He gets – gets bored. He opens it up down the field. They go for it on fourth down in their own territory. They don't pick it up. They fumble the ball. He turns over the ball. Folks, we get the Bears defense plus nine. Yes, their offense is trash. I get it. Nick Foles may not even be playing. They may bench Nick Foles, which I think will definitely help the offense. So that could be good as well. This Packers team, folks you want to th- say they're good because they have Aaron Rodgers but they j- there's just something about this Packers team that just gets uninterested in games and lose leads not competitive after the first quarter if the game is tight they always flounder they can't overcome the adversity most of the time they did it once they overcame adversity once and so that was two weeks ago don't know if they can do it again um, Bears plus nine I think this is some great value here especially if Nick Foles is not playing that will definitely actually help them if they bring in a third string quarterback for the Bears that's better than Nick Foles and if they start Mitch Trubisky that's better than Nick Foles as well so I get the Bears defense who's going to definitely hurt Aaron Rodgers they're going to pick this man off a couple of times these Packers players have been fumbling and this Bears defense is one of the better defenses in the defenses in the league and we get nine. Oh my goodness I like it I like the Bears plus five when I said I thought it was going to be Bears plus five I like that now I get four more points on top of that I think we'll rock with the Bears here. I think this is going to be one of our, uh, one of our picks tomorrow, folks. All right, and then Seahawks-Eagles. We predicted this one at um, Seahawks minus 4, and it's going to be Seahawks minus 5. Once again, I'm fine with that. The Seahawks defense is going to pick off Carson Wentz twice. He'll fumble. He'll get a sack in the end zone for a safety. He does not play good quarterback. That's what I'm trying to say, folks. Um, Carson Wentz, he needs to leave Philadelphia, not only for himself, but for the organization. The organization doesn't want him. He doesn't want to be there anymore. They got to just move on. Uh, Seahawks-Russell Wilson looking good, looking good. Last week. Won the game. Didn't turn the ball over. Dinked and dunked his way to a victory, which we don't see Russell Wilson doing. So the fact that he can do that, that's a pretty good sign. So like the Seahawks here, minus five. I think we swallowed that early as well. I think we swallowed that early as well. Um, All right. So, that's it. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with our official picks. We just, you know, looked at all the lines. We guessed. We reacted. Now, we have to sleep on the lines and kind of see things, you know, once again, just kind of, all right, let's kind of breathe in these lines, take in these lines, and we'll let you know tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern, twitch.tv. Um Yeah, we're live. So. Live every day at noon at Twitch.tv/takesbyfans. We'll be back tomorrow with our official picks, and we may be looking at uh, we may be looking at um, the Jags quarterback. Who who they got? Um, Mike Lennon. We may be looking at him tomorrow. Um, but we'll let you know. Follow me on Twitter. I keep everybody updated on there. Alrighty, that is it for us today, folks. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for watching, and we'll see y'all.